G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. G'day, my name's Liv. And we are here today without the presence of Dale. He won't be joining us. Here we are going to be discussing the Sanremo Music Festival, the 71st edition. Now, not technically a national final, is it, Liv? No, it's more of just an Italian experience and... Uh, <laughs> Probably one of the most important music events of the Italian calendar, to be honest. Definitely. And for those of you who do know, it, the Eurovision Song Contest was actually modelled off the Sanremo Music Festival. So very, it's been going for a while, 71st edition this year. Um, and let's talk through some of what's going on in this cavalcade of Italian music. Now, we are in Sanremo. We're at the Ariston Theatre, which is the spiritual home, has been since 1977. I guess the big thing about this experience is no live audience due to the COVID situation, Liv. Do you think that's uh, impacting the competition so far from what we've seen? Uh, well, yeah, it's the first time it's happened, but I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I mean, whenever you watch Sanremo, it's always sort of businessmen and women in, you know, very expensive Armani dresses, you know. They're, they're very quietly clapping from the audience. It's not exactly like the usual Eurovision arena. So I don't think the artists feed off it so much. Um, but obviously it gave a lot of uh, comedic moments for our wonderful hosts to bounce off, um, having fun running around the arena as it was empty. Absolutely. I was going to say, they're all very restrained, aren't they, until something goes wrong and then the booing and hollering you can hear for hours. But uh, that's very Italian. I'm glad you mentioned our host lives. Let's talk about them. Amadeus and Fiorello, back for another year, I believe. Uh, what do you think of these guys? They're, they're more than just hosts, though, aren't they? They're entertainers. They are honestly fantastic. The <laughs> rapport between those two is amazing. They bounce off each other. Mm -hmm. They've you know, lit up the whole arena. You wouldn't even know that there was no crowd there because they just have so much energy and rapport between the two of them that it's just great. Yeah, there's musical numbers, there's comedy numbers. He was a, he was in the balloons during night two, which was, you know, uh, being our crowd this year. It was hilarious stuff. And they can put on a good performance, those two as well. Let's talk about the state. What a stage this year. Is it just me? Did they go all out with, with less audience? Is this a bigger stage? It looks beautiful, absolutely stunning. It's kind of like someone's got Christmas lights and put them on steroids and pipe them all around the arena and the way they've done the lighting it's just absolutely razzle dazzle beautiful it really is isn't it it's right up there with sort of uh, sort of swedish uh level of production and and that sort of stuff really really fantastic well, before we get into the competing artists for this year, let's have a talk about some of our guest performers because it is part of the Sanremo experience, isn't it? There's so many guest performers that come on. We've had a couple of nights so far. Anyone caught your eye there, Liv? Yeah, well, for every real performer, there's about a ratio of two to three guest performers, so that's what uh, makes up the five-hour <laughs> runtime. But anyway, um, on the first night, we had the absolutely wonderful, iconic Loredana Berthe. She just smashed it. They gave her a about five songs like she really just wowed us all and then um this morning elodie she was just oh my god she is so gorgeous she sang a whole variety of songs and and she can host mm. like she is a very charismatic wonderful performer they oh and the flower trolley yeah that was a really good one as well <laughs> 
There's always, I totally agree with you about Elodie. She just, she really, she did those mashup songs and then came out and sang in it. And, and just her presentation and her presence is, is powerful. And of course, Loredana, what a legend. Uh, but you're, we even had uh, Giulio Le Cinquente came out uh, today, former Eurovision winner as well. So, you know, there, there's so much going on at Saremo. So let's talk about one of the things that's going on just quickly. There is a newcomer section to Saremo. Um, they uh, performed on night one. Anyone stand out for you or anything there? Uh, well, knowing my luck with the Giovanni participants, all my favourites always get knocked out. So <laughs> there's not really been anything coming forward that uh, has caught my eye. But it's it's good to note that a lot of the performers that are in the big artist section today have either won or placed very highly in uh, Sanremo Giovanni in the past. So it is a gateway to the big stage of the, the Italian music industry. Yeah, very much so. You'll see a lot of our big artists have formerly been Giovanni uh, contestants. But let's get on to the big acts. Let's get on to the Campioni section. So these are the people that are in the running to win Sanremo and, of course, be offered the ticket to Eurovision. Because, as we know, it is the, the artist's right to possibly deny going. It doesn't happen very often but it is always a, a possibility let's get on to some of our contenders now we've grouped these first people as our outside chances but you know not beyond the realms of possibility of getting making it through to that top three at the end so let's start off we want to talk about Lo Stato Sociale with their song Combat Pop fourth in the uh, demoscopic jury on their night eighth overall in the classification so far what stood out for you these guys well they just don't take themselves too seriously do they you know they just go out there <laughs> have a bit of fun it's all a bit of tongue-in-cheek it does look like they kind of raided a high school drama closet or something <laughs> and pulled out every single synthetic outfit but anyway um i would say it's probably not quite as strong as their entry from 2018 on a vita in vacanza but um it certainly popped on stage and um it's good fun it is, isn't it? Because these boys did finish second back in 2018 with that performance. That was the iconic one who had the 83-year-old dancer being flung around the stage. Um, you're right. For me, I guess they had so much fun going on, didn't they? There was magic cardboard boxes. There was this was had multiple people coming out in different costumes. It was a bit chaotic, but gosh, it was fun, and it's so Italian. Messy, but good messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. I can see the Italian public getting behind that one. Now, one of the ones, and I know you're very keen on this one to talk about, Liv, it's Francesco Renga with his song Quando Trovate. Uh, fifth with the demoscopic juries on his night. He's sitting in 10th overall. He was a winner back in 2005, back after competing uh, in 2012. What's drawing you to this one here? Well, it's just there's always that one song that is just so Italian that the jury is just, they can't resist. They just eat it up. And um, I just think this year this is the one that maybe that it's not got as much televote. The Euro fans completely ignore it and don't even notice it. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's finished in the top five. Wow. Um, it's just very typical Italian and um, it's almost too Italian, honestly. But um, I just feel like this is one of those ones that the juries are going to really like. I mean, he's a great singer and it's got its moments. So it's a special song. 
Yeah, look, there was something about this. I still think there's a modern tinge to this, and maybe it's the Dadust um, influence in there, but somehow when we get to the chorus and the real crux of the song, there's still something a little traditional Italian there. So I can imagine for the public in particular, this is going to tick a lot of you know age groups and a lot of people. So I can imagine this getting votes as well. But yeah, I wouldn't be sleeping on this one too hard because he's a, a bit of a legend, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, a performer who's no uh, stranger to any of the Euro fandom out there is 2016 Italian participant Francesca Michelin. She is back performing with Fedez. Uh, what did you think of their performance and this duo? Yes, uh, well, their song, Chiamami per nome, which means Call Me By My Name, is an absolutely sweet sort of ballad. It's Well, it's not a ballad. It's actually sort of these sweet little bits of her and then like these gritty little bits of him and then it kind of comes together. I can see what they're going for. It was just a little bit lacking. I'm hoping that as the nights go on, it will just become a little bit more cohesive. But for me... It just it didn't quite come together as I was hoping on paper. Yeah, I can see what you mean. She's very much a vocalist. I think he's more in the rap R&B kind of mould, and I don't know if that chemistry really sort of struck with that first performance that we've seen. Um, they had some nice little camera shots and stuff where they could really see they were trying to get that chemistry between them. Whether they nailed it on the first performance, I'm not entirely sure. I kind of agree with you there. Now, I'm just going to chuck in a question here while we're here live now with the other performances coming up throughout the week do they change their staging much traditionally or are we what we first see is pretty much the the blueprint of what we're going to see beyond yeah it's uh usually what you saw the first few nights is what you're going to get just with a few different outfits maybe some different lighting it's not going to change dramatically um it's worth noting that so the first night we had half the entries the second night we had the other half of the entrance so 26 total Tomorrow night, so Friday morning, we have um, all 26 artists are going to perform a cover of a piece of their choice. They can have an international artist if they want, so it might be something interesting. And then on the Saturday morning for us, all 26 of them will perform their entry again. And then on the Sunday morning, the final evening, um, we have all 26 artists perform their own songs again, and then finally we'll get the winner. Gosh, that is some kind of process, isn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah, it- each night, five hours apiece, 25 hours of Italian drama. <laughs> but it's good to see the artists have got an opportunity. If they didn't think they did so well in their first performance, they can always change things around and tweak things a little, get another chance to win the public over. Absolutely. And you do see things change over the nights and um, people really peak at the right time. It makes all the difference. Terrific. Let's get into the next group we want to talk about. Now, these we think are going to be contenders to make that all-important top three and possibly win. So let's start off with our first song. Naomi and Glicine. Well, she made quite the impression, didn't she, Liv? Demoscopic jury second on the night for her fifth overall in the classifications. She is quite the legend in the Italian music industry. Sixth appearance at Sanremo, former voice coach Italy. This woman's got to have some fans. That's why we're putting her here, I guess. What do you reckon about this one? 
Oh, I really love this. It, she has got a very distinctive, iconic vocal that is just really special and just stands out in this lineup. Um, I would go to say as far to say that this is her strongest and more entry and you know she's been here a few times so this is a really strong year for her and um, I think she'll do quite well yeah um, what caught me is there's no real bells and whistles on this one is there it's very much her delivering through the camera on stage um, standard kind of ballad but there's still a lot of catchy elements there's a lot of vocal runs there and stuff that she does I think I, I I really think this is going to appeal to, again, a, a really large cross-section of the audience and that nice paired-back ending as well. It just, for some reason, there was something really soothing and calming about the whole thing and I can imagine she's going to be very popular. Absolutely. And the lyrics are about love, the pretty pretty wistfulness of spring and wisteria. It's a, oh, wow. a lot of plant manifesting. Yeah. It's a very pretty song. <laughs> a lot of plant. Oh, well, that's, that's quite nice to know. <laughs> Excellent. But we can see her possibly sneaking into that top three let's talk about somebody else who we think might be going into the top three that's Fasma and Palami posso cambiarlo ma noi si parlami parlami da ti prego tu guardami perché dentro i tuoi occhi già vedo come mi immagini e quindi guardami sai che adoro quegli attimi in cui non litighiamo e siamo proprio come ci immagini quindi parlami parlami da ti prego tu parlami perché dentro i tuoi occhi già vedo come mi immagini e quindi guardami sai che adoro quegli attimi in cui non litighiamo e siamo proprio come ci immagini well another one that did very well on his night with the demoscopic jury's third in for him on the night sixth overall now this is one of our performers who was in giovanni last year um and he's stepping up to the campione this year stood out what is it what stood out for you on this one there Olive? well he's just kind of cool at the risk of sounding <laughs> uncool <laughs> he's just he's uh got a bit of steez about him he's got a huge local fan base there is going to be a lot of young people who are going to be getting behind this and um just generally the um it's got a catchy chorus it's a bit anthemic and um it's got a lot of hook to it that i quite like mm, i totally agree with that this really stood out for me as well not just him and his presence on the stage but i think this song has got something really really good about it look he's a rap artist and i mean we know italian is pretty wordy at the best of times let alone italian rap but somehow this kind of works for him now i can't say he really sings too much in the song but it still really works there's something about the song structure is modern but the it all still seems very sanremo friendly as well so somehow they've they've got that kind of balance right there um yeah i i I want to see more of this, and I, I think it's going to come together the more he kind of performs it, I think, as well, because there's, there's something there. Absolutely. Something. Yeah, he, I mean, he's only 24. He's fairly inexperienced compared to a lot of the rest of them, and um, that chorus really ingrains itself. I'm going to say it's the first song that I could actually recall straight away or within a few hours of listening to it. It was, um, yeah, good. Fantastic. We can see some good voting uh, intentions going on for him, that's for sure. So let's get on to the massive, uh, what we think are probably going to be the three top three contenders. Well, I guess we could start off with a not unfamiliar name to Eurovision fans. El Malmeta, un milione di cose da dirti. Oh, 
our 2018 winner of the Sanremo Music Festival when he performed with Fabrizio Moro. Did very, very well at Eurovision. This seems to have blown a lot of people away on this one. Uh, what are we for- thinking on this one, Liv? It's lovely. Very nice. <laughs> uh, you could probably hear my voices going with this. Um, no, it, it really is very nice. It's very him. And, you know, it's about love the strength to say the hard things that you want to to the people that you love and all that kind of thing and um look it's just a very typical san remo song but <laughs> yeah yeah i've got here ballads simply done but possibly the most instantly likable song out of the competition i think once i watch him him performing it i was like oh this is going to go well straight away you just kind of knew and again, there's no bells and whistles on this one. It is Ermel uh, talk, talking or singing into the, the camera. It, it just really, really does work, isn't it? And it's nice to hear the sentimentality behind the lyrics, perhaps, because, you know, I don't speak Italian. Uh, so it is nice to know what it's about. And, and you th- I think it's something that could definitely resonate with, uh, with listeners out there. Yeah, it's, it's very beautiful. And it, look, it will do very well. Um, the actual title itself is A Million Things to Tell You, which is very beautiful in itself. Oh, wow, isn't that lovely? It's very poetic already, isn't it? All right, we think he's a massive chance to be in that top three and possibly take home the crown again. Just what do you reckon? Do you think if he takes home the crown, he'll go to Eurovision? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, he got a lot of really good um, press and uh, doesn't seem to have impacted his career at all, which a lot of artists obviously have a bit of a stigma around. So, um, yeah, I think he would run with it. All right, let's hope so if he gets the nod. All right, one of the other big favourites we want to talk about is... Irama la genesi de tue corole. Third appearance at Sanremo, last competed in 2019, now we've had a little bit of drama, (laughs) COVID wasn't too far away from the headlines, what happened on this one Liv? No, well um, one of his co-workers uh, tested positive unfortunately, which uh, sent him into quarantino and uh, he wasn't allowed to perform on night two, which was his semi-final if you want to call it that. he luckily had footage from his rehearsals, so they uh, decided to play that instead, and uh, it didn't seem to impact his uh, performance at all. He uh, did very well. Yeah, absolutely. Second with the demoscopic juries on his night. He's currently sitting third overall in the classification. Yeah, do you think that could uh, impact his chances? Like, he had to do his... It didn't seem to impact it too much this morning, did it? No, and uh, listening to his Instagram live stream this morning, I mean, he doesn't. he's not ill at all from his own... Um, words so if if he's able to compete it doesn't seem like it would uh, affect his vocals at all or anything like that he doesn't um, feel unwell Uh, but anyway um, I hope he can compete because he's got one cracker of an entry yeah absolutely I'm sure they'll be poking and prodding him and taking his temperature at very regular intervals at this point Um, talk about it let's talk about his entry because that was such an eye-catcher lift take it away absolutely I mean San Remo is an event of sort of um, more simplistic, paired back sort of stagings. This was one that had colour and sound and he was prowling around and um, he sort of interacted with the orchestra. It was just lots of energy on stage. Um, It was really, really good. 
Yeah, he he really is a performer, isn't he? It's he, he just the camera loves him, and he knows how to work it. Um, I thought the song is very attention grabbing as well. There's a lot going on in that song, and a lot to to really you know get your attention. That you know the vocoder or the you know electronic uh, manipulation of the voice very prominent in this one. Um, what, what how do you think that could impact uh, any kind of uh, result or anything for him? Uh, well, it might turn the juries off a little bit. That's the only thing I can think of. But um, I think it works quite well with him. You, you, we did see a few other entries that tried that um, both this morning and yesterday that really fell flat. So this was one where I think it worked well and it actually enhanced the performance rather than distracted. Absolutely. Seems very in vogue in um, musical production all around the world at the moment. So, yeah, I think it gives it almost like a quite modern twist somehow because it's a bit of a retro sound but it works I, I, I think this guy's a real contender surely this guy's a contender absolutely I wouldn't be surprised if he went a sneaky second or maybe even took the whole thing yeah yeah I'm kind of in agreement and the last of the favorites we want to talk about to make our top three is Annalisa Dieci e forse non ritorno in me ma niente panico guarda come piove forte questo sabato Back for her fifth appearance at Sanremo after coming third back in 2018 with the Mondo Prima de Te, which was, of course, an OJ Second Chance winner. Always a fan, fan favourite, Annalisa. What do we think about her chances and her song this year, Liv? Yeah, I mean, um, Dieci is a very strong song and uh, I think it was always going to be tricky with the comparison of uh, Il Mondo Prima de Te because of how loved it was, especially in the Eurovision fandom. Um, it's got so many highs and lows it gives a lot of range to her vocal it's um that lovely line between being the the charm quote quote marks on that um the charm of italian entries with something a little bit more contemporary i think it's right in the middle there just enough that televote will like it just enough that the juries will like it and then it will do very very well yeah no look i'm totally going to agree it's unfortunate she's going to be compared to the last entry anyone who returns always does this is very different isn't it it's, it's, for, for me what gets me is it's very restrained and very pared back even in its presentation she's not dripping in jewelry or ostentatious or anything like that but somehow there's still enough going on in the song for it not to be boring or anything like that so somehow and you're right somehow they've they really have got that line between what's going to be traditionally a Sanremo song and traditionally a radio song because sometimes they can be a little bit different but somehow they've got it really really right with her what's what's her standing like in the um Italian music and she a lot of fans out there and assume she's huge she has a lot of followers um she's definitely probably one of the most popular artists in the lineup here as far as the um younger bunch um yeah no uh her streaming and and uh the charts are going really well for her at the moment she's definitely right at the top there as well Fantastic. Well, she did take out the demoscopic jury on her night, a night one, currently sits second in the classification after night two. I'm going to put you on the spot. If we could pick a winner and we'll just maybe concentrate on those last five we've spoken about, anyone jumping out to you at this point? I think I think it's Annalisa's year. She has oh, wow. done it. Yeah, I know. It, it's taken a lot of thinking. Mm. But um, 
I just think, I think she's going to have enough televote jury appeal and also just something a bit different. I mean, they haven't had a, a woman win San Lemo since 2016 now. And um, I just, I think that she'll have enough just to get over the line. Yeah, fantastic. Going to say it's pretty close, isn't it? It's pretty hard to pick. I don't know. It's hard. Oh, it's very hard. I think any one of these three could take it. I don't know. I like Irama, but we'll see if he can get over his uh, <laughs> restrictions at this point. So, of course, there are 26 entries. There's a lot more out there. We've coupled we want to talk about. Any that caught your eye for any reason that we haven't covered so far there, Liv? Oh, yeah. Uh, Manskin ziti e buoni, which uh, translates to shut up and be quiet. It, <laughs> it came out... W- when it started, I didn't know what to do. It was just like... It's just my eyes popped and I went, oh, my God. It was just so much energy, so much movement. Uh, honestly, it was great. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it, it certainly was one of the uh, ones on night one. If you were flagging towards the end of the night or anything, that was certainly would have got your attention. Now, one that caught my eye on night one was Madame with Voce. Now, I found this such an interesting performance. Like, first of all, the way she chose to present herself with the sort of glittery suit, and which is not, not very Italian. A lot of Italian ladies will come out with the gown or come out with something quite modern and striking. But then also I found the song very captivating. There was a lot of powerful moments in it. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, this doesn't seem to be getting a look in anywhere with, with the demoscopic juries at this point. Well, um, I don't, yeah, it, it, perhaps, I mean, she's only 19, so she's fairly unknown at this point. And uh, we, we have seen over the years the demoscopics kind of need to be uh, uh, convinced sometimes of artists' you know, noteworthiness. But anyway, um, I agree. It's, it's sort of like a raw explosion of her you know, soul on stage when she performed. It's really good. And this is one that I think would work so much better without the orchestra. So um, when we get the chance for that, it will really, I think, rise. Yeah, it did seem a little too modern to be an orchestra kind of song. All right, before we wrap up, any others you want to quickly touch on? Anyone else that caught your attention there? Gia uh, with Cuore Amaro, which uh, translates to bitter heart. Um, it's sort of a, a med bop kind of vibe. It's uh, just hypnotic. It's, it's nice. It's uh, very low-key, very, very low-key, but it kind of works in its favour. It's uh, not getting out of second gear, but for all the right reasons. Yeah. I found her hairy sleeves a little bit odd. <laughs> she had that, what she was wearing, looked like she'd carrying around a couple of spare wigs in case one had fallen off or anything like that. It was an interesting one, but a delightful voice. And, a, and a, of course, she's Italian. What a stunning lady, of course. Absolutely. And that will be getting some radio time for sure. Absolutely. All right. Terrific. So that's our little wrap up. We've only seen night. That's the end of night two for us. So we wanted to just have a bit of a chat to you. You've still got quite a few nights ahead of you (laughs) or mornings here in Australia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Excellent. But that's um thanks so much for all your insights uh for everyone who follows us on socials live will be live tweeting throughout the san remo you're watching every minute of it aren't you uh yeah pretty much unless i'm going to make uh, a bialetti coffee or something like that <laughs> <laughs> well keep an eye out for her uh live tweeting and then also her wrap-up articles at the end of every session I want to thank you so much for joining us on this one, Liv. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks. Enjoy the rest of San Remo. And that goes out to all the listeners out there as well. Enjoy, and we'll catch you later. Ciao a tutti.